in true The Experiment podcast form, today's podcast is truly about the entrepreneurial journey of an amazing friend of mine, such an inspiration to so many people. It is vulnerable, it is funny, it is real, and it just goes to show that life is truly an experiment and there is no end to your success when you stay focused and believe in what your purpose is. So I give you the amazing Amanda Morris, CEO and founder of Great Ambitions School of Cosmetology. Here we go. Welcome to the Experiment Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. So Amanda, are you originally from Mayfield? No. Yeah. Give me that backstory. So I'm actually from a little bit of everywhere. So my parents originally were from Hickman, Kentucky, okay. Fulton County, and I lived there till I was eight, and then we moved to... Fulton City and I lived there about two years and then we moved to South Fulton and I lived there from the time I was I'm gonna say 12 to 16 and then we moved to Pilot Oak in Graves County okay so and then ended up moving to Linville so my parents couldn't figure out where they wanted to (laughs) to live I mean it was like we were constantly moving so I think I added it up I had moved over 10 times in my life and as a teenager I got to where I just left my room like boxed up most of it boxed up because I was like we're, we're gonna move again oh so what does it matter yeah <laughs> that's interesting yeah mm-hmm. we moved a lot because of my dad being a youth pastor oh yeah I always say people have a gypsy spirit just that's, that's exactly what I say <laughs> yeah, so if I'm not traveling like if I don't have doses of traveling mm-hmm. it's like I'm I get antsy I so, do yeah that's fun that's Same interesting mm-hmm. I never knew there were so many places to move just in Oh, I know. The Kentucky area, that's amazing. <laughs> so a lot of people that sing and stuff like that, they, in the age of whatever three they're singing or like, so when did you find this passion for hair and makeup and all that good that's, stuff? That's a good question because I didn't grow up with that at all. I was a country girl, tomboy, farm life. And so I guess I actually was doing some soul searching about what I really wanted to do. Um, How old were you? I was 20. Okay. And I was going to actually sign up for college and maybe even do pre-vet, but it just wasn't what I wanted to do. That was kind of like a childhood dream of my parents, you know. And so um, I kind of struck an interest in the hair field by just talking to um, the cosmetologist I went to. And uh, she had her own business, could make her own schedule. I was like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, actually, I went the day of that I actually signed up for cosmetology school. I was actually at Murray State signing up for classes. And we were doing the financial aid part. And I was like, no. I was like, I can't do this. She's like, yeah, honey, you can. I was like, no, I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I went straight from there to East Hills Cosmetology School that was on Maple Street and signed up that day for school. That's cool. Uh, My parents were not happy. But I never let them down after that. So yeah, of course not. No. Yeah. So that was how many years ago? Oh, over twenty years ago. So did you end up opening your own salon? How did you transition? A lot of cosmetologists that are out there and they're working either at their own salon or under someone else. How to tell that mm-hmm. part? When I got out of school, I actually worked in this exact spot for the Essential Day Spa. Oh, really? I didn't so know the that. Same so in address, Murray, okay. 1307, That's that was where I was at. 
not the same building, but the same location. Yeah. Um, so that was my first job. Let's just say it was a good thing I was a determined person and I really wanted to do this field because the job was not what it was supposed to be. And so I was like really, really excited about it. But then things happened and it was like, oh, it ended up not being the great location for me. I love the education that I got. So I spent, I think it was five months of my six months apprenticeship that we had to do back then working there, but I wasn't happy. So then I decided, okay, I need to make a transition here. So I started working for the Cutting Edge, which was a, a salon that had walk-ins and they did hair and things like that. I also went to massage therapy school right after cosmetology oh, wow. school. Okay. And so um, I was going to massage therapy school and I worked behind the chair there. Okay. And then after I got my massage therapy license, I did hair, skin, and nails, the whole awesome. thing. Yeah. And I worked there for four years. And um, then I went back to school for instructing. Okay. Yeah. So I guess maybe because of your experience that you felt like you would benefit from planting seeds differently yes. than the ones that were for, yes. as being an instructor. Yes. So working at the cutting edge, I worked with, there was three girls that I went to school with and it all kind of comes full circle. And we had talked about, you know, Hey, we didn't necessarily get the best education, but we made the best with what we had, but we knew there was a dire need for a good education in the area. And it wasn't that we didn't know what we were doing. We just knew that we needed extra education, you know? And when I was in school, my instructor, Miss Debbie, was like, yeah, you should come out to the, you know, be an instructor one of these days. And so, you know, that always stuck in my mind. And in 2003, I had a car accident and it was really severe. I was out of work for like six months and I broke my ankle, spleen was removed, you know, so I had a long recovery. It kind of showed me how life can be real short. And so I didn't want to put that on hold. I was like, why don't I go ahead and do this while I'm young? And that way my students will have the best years of my life, you know, instead of waiting until I'm older for retirement age, which most people do, mm -hmm. I didn't want to rob them of what they could have, you know. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what kind of brought us. Actually, one that I went to school with and worked with, Amanda Gregory, she's actually one of our instructors now oh, cool. over at the Mayfield location. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh-huh. How did the idea of Great Ambitions, like, let's talk about the name. Okay. This is really Cool. So I was sitting there when I, after we decided this was what we were going to do, and I was looking at some gelish polish colored names. And this name popped up, and I was like, oh, Great Ambitions. Oh my God. And that just popped up like yeah. that. And I had been thinking of every name out there, you know, like Mayfield Beauty School to, you know, yeah. stuff that, you know, Morris Beauty School things. And nothing was just clicking. And so that's where that came about. I love it. Over oh, That's very cool. Mm -hmm. oh, well, but that's so appropriate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It went <laughs> great. I was like, this is wonderful. No, it's, yeah. I mean, and they're so clever when they come up with those names mm -hmm. anyway. So, yeah, that's, I mean, mm -hmm. good for you. So, it's clear in your growth process that there were some pain points mm -hmm. and there were some joyful points. Mm -hmm. So, why don't, like, if you can name one or two of each that mm -hmm. stand out to you that really kind of were the catalyst to where you are today. So, the, the joyful points, we were the first school since the 1950s to start from scratch with the state board that we had at the time. Wow. So nobody knew what we needed to do as far as application wise. Oh my God. And so 
it was neat because we actually kind of paved the way for others and they ended up changing it, yeah. uh, which was good because now it's a lot easier. But it was like, I always told State Board, this is like finding, trying to find a needle in a haystack and not knowing what a needle even was. <laughs> and they agreed That's with me. Description. We also, when the administrator from State Board came down to inspect our site to make sure we could actually even use that building, I told him, he came in November, it was like Thanksgiving week. Mm -hmm. He came in November and I said, okay, I want to be open by February. And he was like, that ain't gonna happen. You're shooting the moon. I said, well, it just so happens. I love to shoot the moon. <laughs> so I did everything in my power to make sure that we were open by February because I wanted to prove him wrong. <laughs> Good for you. Tell me you can't and watch me. Yes. Yeah, so February 27th was our opening date. So That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, see? Told you. <laughs> That's very cool. That's very um, cool. And as far as some things that had happened through the years, one being that finding the right staff, finding the right instructors mm -hmm. had been a challenge. After 12 years, we finally have found the right staffing and it kind of worked out perfectly now. Is that because, again, going back to the fact that you kind of set the stage for others to have a school, mm -hmm. there just wasn't a qualified process for teachers? What? Why do you think that you... So most of them did not want to give up the behind the chair. Oh, okay, that makes and sense. And having that life of basically getting to choose their days that they were, mm -hmm. the flexibility. Sure. And then also, too, where my standards that I seen in a teacher wasn't necessarily their standards and they wanted to be more of like a friend to their students versus their mentor. Got it. Mm -hmm. And so that's very hard to find. You gotta find that balance and most of them couldn't. Most of the time with instructors, you only got about two years out of them and then they were burned out. That's oh, interesting. Because it is a hard job because mm -hmm. we're just we're like their parent, we're like their everything, basically, that whole time that they're in school. So with the cosmetology piece, they're in school, with, like give an example of the hours. Like 1,500 hours for cosmetology, mm -hmm. nail tech is 450, aesthetics is 750, and the junior instructor is 750. Okay. So if they decide they want to be an instructor, they have to work for a full year mm -hmm. and then come back and do 750 hours and then take the test and then they can work in a school. Okay. So in addition to the 1500 Yeah, in addition to the 1500 they would have to have 750 Okay. And where do they go to get that? With us. Oh, okay. We have a scholarship program for our students. If they meet the qualifications, then they do not have to pay anything for school. But they also, if they work for us, they have to sign statements saying they can't work anywhere in a so many mile radius, sure. you know, so. Not compete. Yep. Mm -hmm. Cool. No, that makes sense. I can already tell just from those answers some things that set you apart from other options out there. Mm -hmm. But what what do you think makes Great Ambitions unique? So I think what sets us apart is that we really put our heart into it. It's just not just a job. The staff that I have right now, it's not just our job. It is our love, our passion, our life. Because you're we, pouring into these things. Yeah, yeah. We eat, sleep, breathe it. And I think that's what sets us apart. And then I had seven years of training from a person that owned a school okay. and that was an instructor and they taught me a lot of what not to do and what to do. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that seven year period of watching her and learning from her, she was a great mentor, but then there was a lot of things that wasn't correctly done. I got to see that from an outside perspective. And so sometimes those 
what not to do are even better lessons than it yeah. was. It was. They quantum leap you from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's cool. I think that's what sets us apart. Uh, I can see that for sure. I already kind of know the answer to this, but how do you envision the impact great ambitions can have on the lives and careers of your students? I basically envision growth to where we can reach more students. And with the career, the hair industry, nail industry, skin industry constantly changing, I think through that we'll be able to reach even more people. Um, So I definitely envision growth. Do you go to any of the shows and stuff like that? Okay, cool. Yeah. Jessica, usually about once to twice a year. Jessica and I just went back in October to um, the Behind the Chair show in Nashville. And Behind the Chair has been around over 20 years. Um, Actually, it started out with a little magazine when I was in beauty school. And so we got to go to that and it was really super cool. And then Lindsay and I had went to financial aid training in Vegas. So, and that was boring, but she loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I like the after class stuff. (laughs) That's cool. It's funny, I just caught something you just said. You said beauty school, mm-hmm. which they don't call it that anymore. No. Mm-hmm. So that's, what do you think that transition, like is, I mean, again, you mm-hmm. said you, it hadn't been changed since the 1950s. So yeah. give me your thought on that. So I really think it went through a huge transition. I would say maybe around 2015. You didn't hear it called beauty school anymore. It was called cosmetology school. Interesting. And cosmetology is a word that's been around for Ever, yeah, you know, but to everybody, especially in this area, it was beauty school. Yeah, you know, most of them was the name that was in there. So when we opened Great Ambitions, I did not want a beauty school attached to it at all because I wanted to make sure that that cosmetology part was in there because sure. it covers all of it, you know. Right. And so it also denotes professionalism. Yes, and yeah. so I'd say 2015 is when I really started seeing that change. And when did you open Great Ambitions? 2012. 12. Okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. So you were like physically a part of that mm-hmm. evolution of the, yes. of the industry. Yes. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Can you share any inspiring stories of students that, of course, have flourished after graduating? Yes. Okay. So when we opened up the aesthetics program, which we were the only school around to open that up, we started out very small with classes, but then the classes started getting bigger because people knew more about aesthetics. You know, they'd call and be like, what is esthetician? You know, so once we got that name out there, one of our students is a single mom and she worked she got her license she's had those for eight years now she worked in two spas one in paducah and one in mayfield Um, actually the one in makeup was a salon and she built her business up and she did that for four years and then she opened her own spa called skin studios there in Mayfield and is a Mayfield person that's lived there all of her life and she still has that business today. I love that. Yeah, eight years. We were talking last night because I was like, do you care if I mention your name? And she's like, no. Belinda Landry. So, um, but like I said, she's a single mom and she's doing it and she's doing so good. We're I mean, proud like, of her. You basically have children mm-hmm. scattered everywhere. That's, oh, yes. That's very yes. Cool. Everywhere. I've got one in actually Colorado. I've got one all over the place. <laughs> That's very cool. Yes. How does Great Ambitions contribute to empowering individuals, especially women, clearly? And I would be curious how many men you have come through Mm -hmm. here in their pursuit of cosmetology. So I think 
A lot of what we do at Great Ambitions is we really hone in to them individually. Even though they have classes and groups. So how many in a group? What are the class sizes typically? So usually in like September's class when it starts, you're talking about like 13 to 15. Okay, okay so it's um, an intimate. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And most of them are smaller than that. Like um, January's class was like three, you know. But we, and are, are they on different levels? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so everybody is clock Just hours. Just trying to get a visual. Yeah, so everybody's clock hours, so they're all individual uh, levels. Got and, it, okay. Uh, and the way they learn are on individual levels. So we really personalize it to them, and they really get a one-on-one. -on -one. Each teacher is so focused on all the students, and it's really neat how we learn them. They become family. We're very close-knit. Everybody loves each other. If something happened and one didn't, call in or something, we're going to be checking on them to yeah. make sure they're not in a ditch somewhere or anything like that because the worst case scenario is goes through our brain. Sure. So I think that's part of it. It's like as they're going through the program, we encourage them to find their spot. Go investigate it. Go check it out. Go get services. Hang out with these stylists or, you know, estheticians, nail techs, and make sure it's going to be a fit for you before you invest your time in it because of my so, bad experience. When you say spot, you mean like an actual salon? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, salon I didn't know if you meant like esthetician or versus cosmetology. Okay. Yeah, so find. actual place they're going to work at. Okay, got it. Yeah. And so... That way they check it out and they know ahead of time. And if it doesn't feel right, they can go somewhere else and check it out. And they're not just That's smart. going yeah. to that one place. Because I took my instructor's word on the place I first worked at. And it ended up being a nightmare. Yeah. And thank goodness I was so driven that I did not give up. And I went and worked, you know, and cut hair and did all that. So do they, when they graduate from here, do they still have to have... What do you call it? When you started, you had to have... Oh, the apprenticeship. Yes, thank you. No, the they got rid of those. So. Okay. But those were actually very nice. It was 1,800 hours when I went to school. Oh, and okay. after that, you had to have a six-month apprenticeship and then go back and take another test. So you took a written and a practical, and you did Interesting. a six-month apprenticeship, and then you went back and took the practical again. But they got rid of that maybe around two years after we opened up, like 2014 or something like that. And so... And they lessened the hours to 1,500 hours. So in less than a year, they can be out making money. Interesting. Yeah. In the cosmetology field. Same thing with aesthetics, mm -hmm. too. Six months for them. And nail tech's only like three and a half months. Good. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You can make a good living. So I know that you opening up this second location was always a vision and dream of yours. Mm -hmm. And not to push the envelope, but... Where do you see yourself in, say, the next few years? One thing I've always wanted to do, and there's something with, I don't know, I have a obsession with the letter M. I don't know. <laughs> but I would love to branch out into different areas. So Martin, Tennessee is definitely on my radar. Makes sense. Okay. Madisonville, Kentucky is on my radar. But I would love to franchise Great Ambitions. Okay. And I have several upcoming junior instructors from the past years that be willing to take on a franchise yeah. and have their own. So That's cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. oh, that's really exciting. So how, based on your almost three decades in this business, and I've had my own stint, how do you envision the future of cosmetology, just in general? Forget the education side of it. To me, it's like you have more students that are living and breathing it every day versus yes. being the school part. So go ahead. Advancements. I see major advancements in uh, the world of the hair color. Okay. Extensions, hair extensions. The beauty industry in a whole, with social media being out there, TikTok, that kind of stuff, there's all these new things that are coming out. And some of them's older things, but renamed. 
And so that is pushing that uh, out there even more. How does that impact you as, a, as an educator? Like, how do you keep up with that? So keeping up with the trends, going to classes, staying on top of the social media and watching to see what's out there, listening to this younger generation too, um, telling us what is popular because this younger generation, they keep us young, you know. They're always telling me some kind of new technique. Have you heard of this? I'm like, what? <laughs> We called that such and such back in my day, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. but they think it's a new technique right? and that gets people in their chair. So, okay. Yeah. That's cool. What is your absolute favorite part of being in the cosmetology field? If I had one thing that I loved about it, if you were to ask my students, they're going to tell you my favorite thing to do is razor cutting, cutting with a razor. And I always tell them if I had only one tool for the rest of my life to cut hair with, it would be the razor. But what I love about it the most is there's never a dull moment in this field. There's always something new and exciting. There's always something changing. And it's just, I don't know, it's just so awesome. And it makes you feel good. I can see that because it is ever, ever evolving. Mm -hmm. It is part of the, I think because it's such a creative field mm -hmm. that it's it's just like, it is an art yeah. form of its own self. So that, I think that's, that's really true. And razor cutting is hardcore. Yes. So yeah, you're <laughs> that's super, my favorite. super talented. And our students are never scared of it by the time they leave. At first they're scared of it. Yeah, the word alone would bring But I make sure they're comfortable before they leave. And well, because like, it's a great cut. That? It's an yes, amazing cut. Yes, Outside of this world, I know mm -hmm. like this is the other part that I want people to get to know. Tell more about like your other personal interests and hobbies. And I, I love that you constantly challenge yourself in certain areas. So share that, Pete, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Okay. Help um, you be joyful and keep balance in your life. Because like you said, you give so much of yourself to these kids. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't call them kids. But they are basically kind of like my kids, yeah. I just started playing the guitar last year. I wanted to do something that I've never done before and something that was out of my element, you know. And so I've been working on that. I also have wrote a book that I'm getting published. So that's a big thing. Share the title yet? Yes, yes. As the shampoo spills. Oh my God, that's such a good one. So, and some of my pictures that you have are part of the- Oh my um, God, I love it. Part of the book when I was the front cover. And so that actually tells how my career gets started. Okay. And um, a lot about my past going up to and my. So you share a little more dirt? Yeah, okay, I share good. a lot more dirt. Okay, good. yeah. Well, that, I mean, so we'll leave that as a teaser because everybody. <laughs> You know, the truth of the matter is, is everybody definitely, I mean, you have enough people, including me, that are beyond overjoyed for mm -hmm. your success and yes. your continued growth. But it is in the painful pieces mm -hmm. that we, all of us, outside mm -hmm. of you, I mean, internally, per personally, we each learn something. But when we don't share those lessons, mm -hmm. we're not helping other people. That's right. the thing. So, like, it's not sharing the dirt in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's it's truly, like I said, you're quantum leaping people from not having to make that mistake. Mm -hmm. Like you said, with your first instructor, yeah. the things not to do right. were the biggest lessons. And, yes. you know, I can go back to my retail life and the, the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. I learned how not to be a manager mm -hmm. by my first manager at Riches in Atlanta. So it was like, she was great. Don't mm -hmm. remember, I mean, she was amazing, but there were so many things like 
listening to other people around, like, you know, in our group mm -hmm. that she would do. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I don't want to do that because right. that's their experience. So anyway, yeah. so I think that's great that you elaborate a little bit more and because um, they are, they're, they're mm -hmm. big lessons and they are you know yes. even for me running businesses and I can see people and their branding and their operations and I'm like oh god it's just painful to watch you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying yeah so I, I totally get that that is mm -hmm. that's gonna be a really fun read oh sure. it will it's very um <laughs> there's a lot of drama in it and there will be more volumes that will oh, be as the shampoo spills volume one so oh my yes. god I love it so there's gonna be more as it goes that's so um, good I love yes, it yes and then I love playing with my dog Addie yes. so she's my pride and joy so and you know how and that what kind is. of dog she is she's a border collie okay yeah yep I have pictures you need to show more pictures with her I know I do need to show more pictures yeah actually hates my phone oh hilarious she hates oh, pictures she hates selfies she did really good with the photographer but oh, she that's good. did not does not okay. do good with me we have to have those pictures. she was perfect with the photographer but me uh -uh. no that's she's hilarious. like she snacks it out of my hand <laughs> Like, no She's smart. Yes, She's she is. smart. That's cute. <laughs> like, put that <laughs> So cute. So what's something about you that you wish people knew? Most people do not know that whenever I was 16, I quit high school. Oh my I never even finished high school. I actually got my GED when I was 20. Okay, you have to tell why. Okay, part of that is in my book. Okay, just give a little snippet then. Mm, Were you just a rebel? Yes, or, okay. yes. Let's just okay. say I was a rebel. Okay. So and in the book, you'll, okay. All right, that's you'll, fair. That's you'll hear the whole story. So, I would say this. I think my parents decided since I wanted to act like an adult, I was to go ahead and be an adult. So we'll say that. Okay. That, that works. Yeah. And then you'll definitely have to read the book. Okay, cool. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? These so, are quick round questions. So That, the best advice I was ever given was from, I was in Mary Kay years ago and my director in Mary Kay. I remember that when she was talking to me about being in Mary Kay, she said, go home and sleep on it. And if you wake up in the morning thinking about it, then that's what you're supposed to do. And I never forgot that because I did wake up the next morning thinking about it and I didn't do it. I did yeah. it for years until I got so busy I just couldn't do it anymore. So yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Sleep on it. Yep. What achievement are you most proud of? Yes. Right now, opening this one. Yeah. You know, because it, there's a big, huge gap between 12 years you know, there. So this right. Negotiating mm -hmm. it, starting it up, all that. Taking that leap of faith. That, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. And let's get real. You're also overcoming some stigma of what was here previously. So that, I like that alone. Mm -hmm. like that's that's kind of a lot to overcome when you're yes. like starting something. Even though it's not new, you've done it. Right. But that's, that's amazing. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> What's the most trouble? This is a good question. You've ever found yourself in. That one? This is definitely in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, were I, we in an orange jumpsuit? No, like, no. Okay. I don't have any charges against me or anything. <laughs> but you have to read the book okay. because it'll tell you the most trouble. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you need more of in your life? You know, I think that goes back to my Facebook post I made last night about time. At first I wrote down, oh, I need more vacations, I need this. But when I got to really deeply thinking about that last night I was actually just sitting there in my pajamas just thinking I'm like you know what time my half my life is probably about half over I'm 43 and I'm like if I had more time I could do this or I could do that and that way I could reach more people so time what 
is it that you want people to walk away with? I want people to walk away knowing that they should not let anything stand in their way of their dreams. Nobody, no excuses, because I had everyone you can think of and I didn't let it stop. So how did you do that? Going through isogenics, you know, I've been with it for seven years and mm -hmm. like when I, people are like, what are you doing? Are you doing real estate still? Like, it's mm -hmm. funny, like people pigeonhole you into, mm -hmm. you can only do one thing. Like mm -hmm. you're only supposed to do one thing. I'm like, Lord, I grew up with my dad doing five different businesses. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do one thing. Right, right. But, and you have so many passions. I mean, mm -hmm. like even with cosmetology, there's so many different layers of it. Like mm -hmm. as a cosmetologist, if all you did was cut hair, mm -hmm. I like the, like, mm -hmm. let me cut your hair. Now let me, like just the whole yes. transition and being able to do multiple facets of the business. Mm -hmm. I think on that, I think this is what That's I usually tell my students. Always tell them what you focus on expands. So if you are wanting to focus on that one thing, then that's gonna expand. But you don't wanna put yourself in that category of only being the person that does that one thing when there's so many things you can do and so many people you can help. And so I always say what you focus on expands. Think about that before you put all your eggs in one basket. Do what your heart tells you to do because there are gonna be people that doubt you. And my whole theory of it is, is just, just watch me because I like to be challenged. Yeah. If somebody says, you can't do that, well, you're gonna watch me do it. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's a perfect way to end because it's true. It's exactly yeah. like how you started in Mayfield and then mm -hmm. where you are even with this because you, besides opening a second location, just overcoming mm -hmm. so many other things, it's the same, like, just watch me. I applaud you in a massive way for just keeping earmuffs on, mm -hmm. your little things in your ears, and just keeping your eyes focused on what you've been called to do. So Yes, yes, absolutely. And, yep. and I think what everybody needs to realize, too, is that by doing that, mm -hmm. you know, there's Marion Williamson who says, when you shine your light, you're giving mm -hmm. other people permission to shine theirs. And yes. that's exactly what you're doing, mm -hmm. like, with every single one of these students. And, yes. And by giving them the experience, the positive experience mm -hmm. it's laying a really solid foundation for them so yes it's we, exciting I we appreciate it. that <laughs> thank you i love it thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the experiment podcast don't forget to subscribe rate us and leave us a review and as always follow me on instagram at laura dowdy underscore l-e for live excellent go make a difference y'all the world needs you